Hey, Dead Pilot Society listeners, it is the third and final episode of Wheelin Motors. If you're listening to this, you know I'm Andrew Reich, you know what we're about, and you also know that it's Max Fun Drive. I'm going to try to keep my pitches short, but look, if you are listening to this, you're a hardcore Dead Pilot Society fan, or you're a hardcore Brooks Wheelin and Isaac Rents fan. Either way, you should be joining Maximum Fun as a member. After all, we are the ones that made Brooks and Isaac's dream come true, their dream of getting this thing that was so cruelly rejected by Fox out into the world for people to hear and to be able to laugh. So if, you, uh, if you're here because you love Brooks and Isaac, you got to show some love to us. Look, probably a lot of you listening have already joined or renewed or upgraded. Thank you so, so much. But I know the statistics and I know there's got to be the vast majority of you that haven't done that. So I'm here asking before we get into the third and arguably the funniest episode of this dead series, will you please join us as a member by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. All right, here's me once again live on stage with Brooks and Isaac. We'll bang out one more. Is that cool? One more. Yes. Finish this arc. Seven more. Right. Do we stay up? Do we watch one more? Yeah, we watch one more. So tell us about what I guess is the uh, is the series finale. Yeah, yeah, the series <laughs> series finale uh, is really about um, it's about one summer where I worked at Papa John's and <laughs> Brett Michaels played the county fair and I had to miss it to work and it fucking ruined my whole summer and that's really what this whole episode is about and I remember anybody who ordered a pizza I'd be like why aren't they at fucking Brett Michaels like I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine anyone not being at the Brett Michaels concert and that's really the whole crux of this episode yeah. And also we learn about the rival dealership and it's I really feel like the first episode's a Brooks episode, the second episode is like a Todd uh and like Michael and this episode's really like a Chris uh episode cuz you find out that Chris is very <laughs> not that chill. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I guess I let the script talk for us. <laughs> All right, here's episode 3. Wheelin Motors, 103. Every rose has its thorn. <laughs> Interior, Casey's General Store, morning. Chris Whelan enters, glued to, to Candy Crush on her phone. Never taking her eyes off the screen, she grabs a breakfast pizza, a Diet Coke, and a scratch-off ticket. She places her treasures on the counter in front of a 14-year-old clerk. Just the essentials, nice. <laughs> Chris walks outside to her lifted ram. As she takes a bite of her delicious breakfast pizza, something catches her eye. What? She drops her pizza and wanders into the street. Insert a new billboard for Liz Applegate Lexus featuring a glamorous photo of Liz with two of her beautiful daughters. Above the slogan, Liz Applegate Lexus, live, laugh, drive. Outside my Casey's? That bitch. Exterior, Wheelan Motors lot, day, Friday. Brooks, Todd, Michael, and Jim stand around a new Mustang wearing colorful zoot suits. Chris, also in a zoot suit, touches up their hair. Hurry up! Brett Michaels goes on at eight. What if he opens up with every rose has its thorn? Let's go! I cannot miss that song. Chris, hurry. I gotta get a solid buzz before it starts. Beers at the fairground are like nine bucks. All right, come on, Mom. I hate to admit it, but poison rules. 
No one's saying that they don't, but just be patient. This needs to look great. I have to get the photo sent out before we leave so the billboard is up Monday morning. It's really going to take Liz Applegate down a peg. You're still mad at Liz Applegate? Don't get her started. She's still mad at me. Has been ever since I was crowned pork princess back in 74. That was 50 years ago, Mom. Yeah, and yet she's still not over it. Sad. She thinks her family is so much better than ours. Not sure how zoot suits are going to prove that wrong. Well, our billboard will have our entire family on it. Liz's doesn't. Her youngest, Dinah, is in rehab because... Chris mimes drinking, smoking weed, and flashing her boobs. Well, guess what? No one in my family needs rehab. Well, Dad told Todd it was too expensive. Okay, everyone get out. <laughs> All the Wheelins pile into the Mustang. Stacy T is standing by holding her iPhone. Ooh, horizontal or landscape? It's a billboard, Stacy T. <laughs> Michael is sandwiched between Brooks and Todd in the back. Mom, Michael smells. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, you do. You smell like a boat. Michael slaps Todd hard. Ah! Todd tries to choke Michael with a seatbelt. Okay, okay, Brooks, you get in the middle. No, Michael does smell. I don't know if it's a boat, but it's something, okay? Okay, Michael, how about this? You pop out of the trunk, okay? That'll be fun. You'll be the star of the billboard. Well, finally, someone's making sense. Michael gets out and stands in the trunk. It's like a little stale with you just standing there. How about you get in, and then when I count to three, Mr. Whelan opens the trunk and you jump out? Mm, I don't know. It's a pretty small trunk. Michael, get in the trunk. Not miss and talk dirty to me. Michael reluctantly lays down, and Stacy T slams the trunk closed. She walks back to get the picture. Everyone poses. Okay. One, two, three. Exterior, Highway 13, day, Monday. Chris, Jim, Todd, and Brooks, all wearing Brett Michaels band merchandise, walk up to admire their new billboard. The gang's all here. It's a great job, babe. Liz is not gonna like this. Insert a billboard that says, Whelan Motors, the gang's all here. It shows Jim, Chris, Todd, and Brooks smiling with the trunk closed. Oh my God. The trunk. Exterior, Wheelan Motors lot, day. The entire Wheelan Motors staff gathers around the Mustang. Well, it doesn't stink. I mean, that's a good sign. It can take up to 72 hours for a dead body to rot, so the lack of smell means nothing. Well, you know, honestly, he lived longer than I thought he would. Hurry up, Jim. My baby's in there. Okay, all right, look. Everybody needs to prepare themselves for the worst. Look away if you need to, but don't worry. I will describe what I see. Everyone takes a deep breath. Jim opens the trunk to find a naked, sweaty Michael, gasping for air, blinded by the light. Michael! Oh, thank God you're alive! Why are you naked? It got so hot. Well, put your zoot suit back on. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> Did Brett play every rose has its thorn? I'm, I'm so sorry. Did it? Did it freaking rock? So hard, Michael. It rocks so hard. End of cold open. Act one, interior, Todd's unfinished basement, night. Brooks and Todd are drinking while watching Monday Night Raw. All right, dude, I gotta get some sleep. Oh, come on. 
three more hours, please, right? If I go upstairs right now, I'm going to have to read to my kids. It's not like they can't read. It's like totally unnecessary. They're just being lazy. Sherry pops her head down the stairs. Todd, I need your help. Lincoln found the erotic maternity photos we had taken, and he's pretty upset. (laughs) Baby, I wish, but it's just, you know, Brooks is going through a tough time, and, you know, he needs me, and... Hey, it's been three months. Brooks... Maybe it's time you find your own place, I'm, huh? I'm, uh, Sherry, I'm looking every day, to be honest. Good for you. Putting down roots is a big step towards becoming a real adult. If you work hard, someday you'll have a nice life like ours. Is that, is that good? Don't be silly. Who wouldn't want all this? Now, Todd, get up and help me. Lincoln's on the roof screaming he's going to jump. Ugh. Again? Todd trudges up the stairs with Sherry. Hey, uh, uh, let me know if there's a... Look, an ooh- Hey, let me know if there's a new intercontinental champion, okay? Brooks looks concerned. This could be his future. Interior, Wheel and Motors showroom, morning. The staff is gathered gathered for the morning meeting. And lastly, we can't threaten customers with blood magic. (laughs) Not pointing fingers. Nassim looks down. Suddenly, Michael bursts through the door. I quit! Oh, you're still mad about being locked in the trunk? Get over it, Michael. I don't care about the trunk. You made me miss Brett Michaels. But, Michael, you can't quit on your family. Yes, I can. No, you can't, because you're fired. What? Pack up and get out. Nobody quits on me. Yeah, don't forget your suitcase. Todd kicks a trash can at Michael. Everyone braces for another brother fight, but Michael turns very serious. Whatever, I can get a new job. And I can get a new family. But because of all you, I can never see Brett Michaels live until he comes back next summer. Goodbye. I wish you the best. Michael walks out the door. Todd is thrown. (laughs) Wishes me the best. (laughs) That's rich. Just walk away from me, huh? Todd starts shaking the the copy machine. Oh, no, this this cannot happen again. What can happen again? It's Todd and Michael have a symbiotic relationship. They both despise and yet need each other. Back in middle school, Michael went to wrestling camp for six weeks and Todd didn't have anyone to fight. Naturally, he ended up biting a dog. (laughs) Then he had to go away for a while. If Michael isn't around, Todd loses it. Todd shoves the copy machine and it falls over. Great! Now it's broken! Interior, Todd's kitchen, night. Brooks, Sherry, Lincoln, Landon, and Layton are sitting around the table eating fajitas. Todd is staring off. Mom, Landon was licking urinal cakes for 50 cents at school again. Uh, what, Landon? We've talked about this. I made $47. Todd. That's a lot of cakes. Todd, say something. He can lick piss if he wants. What has gotten into you? You're barely even touching your sizzling fajitas. Oh, you call these sizzling? Because I don't hear anything. These are dead. Todd Todd pushes his plate off the table. Todd, you're not sleeping in our bed until you apologize. Fine. I'll sleep in the basement. But that's that's where I sleep. Not tonight. Because we're partying down there since my wife abandoned me. I didn't abandon you. I just said to apologize for throwing food on the ground and being mean. When will I ever be enough for you? Walk by Pantera starts blasting. Interior, Todd's unfinished basement. Montage. 
Todd has a manic episode. He paces around doing karate, mumbling about respect, and shotgunning bush lights. Brooks, desperately needing to sleep, is genuinely terrified. Exterior, Highway 13, day. Michael is selling corn out of the back of his Bronco. Next, next to a sign that reads, $4 a dozen. A white Lexus SUV zips by, slams to a halt, and reverses. As it pulls up to Michael, the window rolls down, revealing Liz Applegate, 64. Michael Whelan? Liz Applegate. What's I thought you were working at Whelan Motors. I grew tired of the backstabbing and the politics. <laughs> Trying my hand at honest labor. Does your mom know about this? Don't know, don't care. I'm my own man now. A humble farmer. Well, if you ever change your mind, we have a position you'd be perfect for. It'd be nice to have someone with your expertise. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna be your dealership's thirst trap. I have found my new community. A truck screeches up. It's a family of pissed off farmers. There he is! That skank's been stealing our corn at night! You know what, Liz? It turns out there's even more backstabbing of politics and farming. I'm over it. I'll take the job. Great. Swing by this afternoon. I'll introduce you to the team. As the farmer starts to get out of his truck, Michael shoves all the corn out of the back of his Bronco onto the ground. <laughs> corn was junk! Have some pride in your work! Interior, Beaver's day. Angie's bartending, listening as Brooks complains. Then he broke his PS2, then he broke his PS2 and started crying. I can't keep living there. Why don't you just get your own place? I'm looking, it's a tough market right now, okay? Name one place you've looked up. Brooks doesn't have an answer. Yeah, exactly. I know what's going on. Y you think if you don't have your own place, then you don't really live here. As long as you're couch surfing, you can keep telling yourself that you can leave at any time. You, you don't understand, I, I can't sign a lease. Like it's the first step in becoming Todd. Todd, that's not true. You'll stay Brooks, but with an actual address. I think the moment you get a piece of mail here with your name on it, you'll feel like you have roots. That isn't a bad thing might actually make you happy. There's not a world where getting a piece of mail would make me happy. <laughs> Reese slides up next to them. You! You can live with me at Casa del Reese. I just need help with a tricky situation I got myself into. Yikes. You up to date on your shots? Why? Nah, nothing. It's fine. You in or not? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. It'll just buy me some time to find a place that doesn't need me to sign a lease. Okay, but I'm pretty sure every place is going to require a lease. Unless you want to sleep in the park. I'll keep that in mind. No, that was not a real in suggestion. Interior Wheelan Motors showroom day. A customer gags as Nassim tries to show them a new Ford Fiesta. Across the showroom, Doug T., Chris, and Jim have rags over their mouths as they, uh, as they stare up at the ceiling. Mm. Oh, we gotta move Miss Pretty and her brood. Uh, and dang possum smell has ruined three sales for me today. Well, then get up there and move her. No, 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 that's Michael's job. He's the one that always moves her. She hisses at everybody else. Don't worry, the hisses are just for show. Michael always goes up through that vent. Look, I'll boost you. Interior, Wheelan Motors showroom later. Brooks walks in as the entire staff, along with a few customers, stare up at the ceiling. A combination of terrified screams and hisses are coming from above. Let me guess, Miss Pretty? Yep, Doug T's handling it. The hisses are real. They are real. <laughs> Interior, Doug T's office, later. 
a very bitten and scratched Doug T sits on his desk in shock. She won. She's not going anywhere. Jim, it's time to call Michael. We need him back. Why? Any day now, he'll come back begging for his job, and maybe I'll consider it. Also, Doug T., I need you to go get checked for rabies. Can't have you foaming at the mouth and biting customers. Interior, Todd's front lawn, afternoon. Todd and his children, Lincoln, Landon, and Layton, scream while throwing all of Brooks's things out on the lawn. You don't appreciate my hospitality! I only said I'm moving out. You're just losing because Michael's gone. Come I've on. been over backwards, so you don't have to watch Monday Night Raw alone. Brooks is gathering his stuff, which isn't much. The kids throw Todd's prized rotating pizza oven on the lawn. No, no, not my pizzazz! <laughs> Only Uncle Brooks' junk. Todd looks up to see Brooks peeling off. With no outlet for his rage, Todd vents by kicking his mailbox, destroying it. Yeah! Now who's gonna fix that? Exterior, Liz Applegate Lexus, afternoon. Liz and her staff are standing on the steps of their immaculate dealership. It outshines Whelan Motors in every way. As Michael's Bronco pulls up, Liz addresses them all. <clears throat> All right, here comes the idiot. Just treat him nice and make sure he doesn't accidentally set anything on fire. A man jogs up to open Michael's car door. Startled, Michael pulls a knife. Doug, stay back! I will cut you! Sir, I am the valet. Michael cautiously steps out, still holding his knife, and watches the man drive his car 15 feet. He walks up to the front of the dealership. Liz and her entire staff break into applause as he approaches. Welcome to your new family, Michael. Michael beams. It's nice to finally be appreciated. Interior, Reese's Mansion, night. Reese is showing Brooks around Casa del Reese. It's got a pool table, a huge flat screen, and a hot tub. It rocks. Yeah, and uh, this will be your room. Incredible. Reese, thanks so much. I haven't slept in like three days. Dude, it is no problem. I just need to give you a quick heads up. So you see that door? Reese points to the door across the hall where muffled screams, bangs, cries, and howls are coming from. That's the monkey room. <laughs> what? Yeah, bit of a predicament that I'm in, honestly. Uh, you know I've always wanted a monkey, right? But uh, you also know that they are illegal. Yeah, I mean, you've been complaining about this since third grade. It's ridiculous. It's a very, it's, yeah, it's unfair. They should be legal. But I found a loophole. You can adopt a used helper monkey once they're too old to help people that they were hired to help. You understand, right? Mm -hmm. eh, but the first one I got was way older than I thought and wanted, and that was no fun at all to have. The first, so you've, that was the first one you got? The first of many. Naturally, I got a second used helper monkey to help the first used helper monkey. You've seen where this is going. None of that worked, but... Bottom line, there's nine angry, horny monkeys in that room, the monkey room. Bottom line, they're dying, and uh, we'll divvy up the duties in the morning, figure out how we can take care of them together. Have a good night. As Reese walks away, Brooke stares at the monkey door in terror. It shakes. End of act one. When you read it out loud, there's holes. I'm back. This cast, this cast was crazy. Every single person on that stage just killed. 
Who else puts together casts like this to read Dead Pilots? Carrie Kenny Silver and Gary Anthony Williams and Will Sasso and Paul Shear and Bobby Moynihan. I mean, on and on. Everyone killed. Who does this? No one. Because no one else does table reads of sold and unproduced dead pilots except us. So keep us going. Go to MaximumFun.org slash join and become a member now. Maybe you thought about doing it episode one. Maybe you thought about it some more. Episode two. Well, now it's episode three. Stop procrastinating. Just go to the website. Kick in some dollars for me and the team. I'll be back in a bit to remind you about the gifts, but you already know what they are. Head on over to MaximumFun.org slash join and please become a member. And now back to Wheel and Motors. Act two, interior Reese's kitchen morning. Brooks is hunched over a bowl of cereal. Reese walks in. Mm, so, how was your first evening at Casa del Reese? I thought the monkeys would calm down at night. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, no, they excite you. Night is when they rape. Reese, Reese opens the fridge and pulls out a bowl of mangoes. Feeding time. <laughs> Here's the thing. The key is you got to distribute their rations equally. If Pearl thinks you're shortchanging her, she'll get you and she'll, she'll get you good. Maybe I just watch how you do it, you know, no, then I can go from no, there. No, 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 no. They don't like me. <laughs> they don't like me at all. Reese pushes the bowl of mangoes towards Brooks. Interior, Liz Applegate Lexus, morning. Liz is taking Michael on a tour of her immaculate dealership. The staff was buzzing after you left yesterday. I'm sorry, where's the popcorn machine? So the breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Oh, we don't do popcorn, but feel free to eat anything from our guest appreciation fueling area. She pulls back the lid to a silver platter, revealing rows of gourmet boneless chicken wings. <laughs> is this boneless wings with toothpicks? This is genius. Well, who would want to shop for a car while eating with messy hands? I always said that. Michael tries one. Oh, wait. <laughs> wow, he's got some kick. <laughs> Where's the drinking hose? Why don't you try the filtered water station? It's next to the bathroom. Michael sees two bathrooms with non-binary stick figures. Genderless bathrooms? <laughs> Amazing! Where am I, friggin' Des Moines? <laughs> Instead of grabbing a cup, Michael sticks his entire face under the water filter and slurps from it. Liz's daughters, Britt, 34, and Heather, 35, enter. Britt, Heather, you remember Michael Whelan? He's our new senior sales executive. Of course, Michael, you're looking good. Yeah, like a pirate from a romance novel. <laughs> I've been hanging around a lot of boats lately. And here we are, the pièce de résistance. Liz opens the door to an impressive corner office. Michael is stunned. He walks in and approaches the oak desk and admires a bronze nameplate that says Michael Whelan. No way. <laughs> Oh, this is so cool. There's a guy who works here with my name? Interior, Wheel and Motors break room, day. The sales staff is gathered around an incredibly old TV. 
Doug T, uh, how's that house of yours? Well, it has felt a little empty ever since my gale passed. Really? Maybe yeah. you could use some company? Mm -hmm. yeah. Some nights are lonely, but every once in a while, Gail visits me from the beyond, and we make sweet, passionate love. Well, why do you ask? Never mind, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Nassim, uh, what's up with... You wouldn't last a second, my Okey guy. Okie dokie. <laughs> Stacy T, what's your current living situation? Oh, I'm crashing with Grandpa Doug right now. What do you do when Gail visits? I cry on those nights. Todd blows in, stressed out and wild-eyed. Out of the way! Price is right is on. No, the TV is stuck on Judge Joe Brown. Well, someone... Grab the pliers and change it. That's Michael's job. I'm not getting shocked. But it's Dream Car Week. If I miss another grand prize giveaway, I'm gonna fucking die! Todd drops to his knees and clasps his hands. Oh, devil. Oh, devil, it's me again. I beg of you, change the channel. Will kill me. Totally your choice. See, Todd, 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 calm down. There's no need to start worshiping the devil. I'm not worshiping! I'm praying. <laughs> Todd thinks that this does get results. It does! Okay. Everyone who prays to God, all right, so they, they that, uh, you know, everyone prays so, to wait, God. Wait, hold on, I'll throw it to you. Uh, Todd thinks that this gets results. It does. Okay, everyone prays to God, so that dude's gotta be swamped. Meanwhile, the devil, he's probably fucking bored, right? And forgive me if I'm mistaken, but the devil has exactly as much power as God. It makes sense! Uh, okay, getting shocked by the TV can't possibly hurt more than having to listen to Todd chant to the Dark Lord. She gets up, grabs the pliers, and reaches for the TV. Interior hospital day. The staff is visiting Nassim. She's out cold. Todd's pacing as he watches The Price is Right on TV. Jim, this proves it. We need Michael. Uh, he'll come crawling back soon enough. Probably trying to sell stolen corn out of his Bronco again as we speak. That's his bid? What a fucking idiot! Interior, Liz Applegate Lexus. Conference room, day. Liz is running a staff meeting. Michael sits in the corner, fidgeting uncomfortably in his chair. Okay, so let's hear some new ideas for promotions. What about a hands-on-a-hard-body competition? Ah, uh, a little predictable. Uh, sponsor karaoke night at Beavers? No, we need something fresh, come on. Lizard World Town. <laughs> um, excuse me, what did you say, Michael? We could do a special day where we turn the dealership into Lizard World Town. The room goes silent. Britt and Heather hold back laughs. Liz smiles at them and eggs Michael on. Interesting. Keep going. It's a magical fantasy land where King Tail fights Mayor McSales and they can only negotiate at the DMZ. So if you're wondering which is which, they're both North Korea. Oh my God. Heather, don't interrupt him. Michael, why are they fighting? Uh, they both want the eternal hot rock. Uh, it's the life source of all the cold blood kingdom. Now I bet you're all wondering, do Mayor McSales and King Tail have anything in common? 
I was just going to ask that. They do. They both hate crickets. But that just makes sense. Crickets are like the gypsies to lizards. Their words, not mine. Liz writes Lizard World Town on the idea board. I think I speak for everyone when I say, wow, just wow. Michael leans back in his chair, very proud of himself. Exterior, Chris and Jim Whelan's house, afternoon. Brooks walks up to the door and knocks. Chris answers in a robe, sipping a Mai Tai. Brooks? Mom, this is my nightmare, but your dream. Your favorite son is here to move back in. Now, don't get too excited. I'm just here for a little while. Nothing long-term. I don't think that's going to work. What? Like, why? Well, it's just after you moved out, I get used to walking around topless. And TBH, once the hogs have been set free, it's impossible to stuff them back in the pen. Brooks is stunned. Oh, grow up. We're both adults. And just to give you fair warning, I only put this robe on to answer the door and the piggies are starting to sweat. Interior, Brooks' car seconds later. Brooks reverses way too fast out of the driveway, knocking over trash cans. He drives back over them as he speeds off. Interior, Liz Applegate Lexus, showroom. Michael excitedly waits for a customer to walk in. He spots a woman reaching for the door. Showtime. Welcome to Liz Applegate Lexus. Britt darts over and gets between Michael and the customer. Uh, I've got this, Michael. Come on, you've taken the last six in a row. I cover the showroom and Heather covers the lot. If anyone walks directly into your office and asks for you by name, that's your time to shine. As Britt takes over with the customer, Michael stands there, blank-faced and confused. Liz walks up to him. Everything okay, Michael? I just feel like you're the only one who really believes in my abilities, Liz. Liz gives Michael a sympathetic look. Oh, don't be silly. We appreciate you so much. We planned a special evening just for you. Tonight, the Applegates are taking you out for a winter dinner. Winter dinner? It's like a power lunch, but later. (laughs) Make sure to dress up. Interior, pizza ranch, night. Michael, now wearing his zoot suit, walks into a packed pizza ranch with Liz. I didn't know we were doing pizza ranch. Tuesday night is when my parents come here for Take-Two Tuesdays. He spots Chris and Jim at a table across the room. Shocked, Chris drops her piece of chicken. Jim's face goes red. Oh, really? I had no idea. She takes Michael's arm and pulls him to Chris and Jim. Oh, hi, Chris. So crazy to run into you. Elizabeth, what are you doing with my son? She's treating me to a winter dinner. A what? He didn't tell you he's working for me now. (gasps) He's also our number one salesperson. That reminds me, Michael, order whatever you want. Really break the bank. I mean, it's a buffet. It is. (laughs) And it's on me, since you're our employee of the month. The door swings open, and Britt and Heather walk in. Oh, good. Here come the girls. Looks like the gang's all here. Liz and Michael take a seat with Heather and Britt. She's gone too far. Say something, Jim. (laughs) Like, specifically, no kidding. No kidding. (laughs) Employee of the month? No! I mean, breaking up our family! Chris gets up to meet Liz, who's walked to the salad bar. 
Michael might not realize what you're doing, but I do. You have been dying to get your revenge ever since I was crowned pork princess. Liz winces. That clearly struck a nerve. Get over yourself, Christine. Isn't there a casino somewhere you should be donating your retirement to? Michael walks up to defend his mom. Mom says it's not a problem if it gives you a rush. (laughs) Things are getting tense. Jim walks over. Hey, hey, look, if Liz wants Michael, she can have him. Just hope she doesn't mind hosing down his hot box every night. Okay, I don't have a hot box anymore. Okay, I have an office. I am respected at my new job. Cut the act. You know she's just using you to upset your mother. You've never even been employee of the minute. You're worthless. Liz, let's go enjoy our winter dinner. I am not a Whelan anymore. I'm an Applegate. Liz smirks as she walks back to her table with Michael. Interior, Beavers, night. Angie is sweeping. Everyone is gone, but Brooks lingers. So what was Reese's predicament? Uh, I could tell you, or you could just wait to find out on the news. News it is. Okay. (laughs) All right, we're closed. Yeah, you probably want to get home. I I can lock it up. Brooks? What? You can't sleep here. (laughs) No, that's crazy. That'd be nuts. Well. But I could lock up. No, dude, you got to get it together. This is a bad look. But if you really need a place to crash, you can, you know, sleep on my futon. You still have the food, like, from the... Yeah, the, Oof, the yeah. futon from high school. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. it probably needs like therapy after everything we did on it. Yeah, that was scarred, cool. scarred couch for sure. Brooks and Angie share a moment until Paul walks in. He shakes Brooks's back. He shakes Brooks back to reality. Uh, hey, honey, you ready to skedaddle? Oh, Brooks. Hey, how's it going? Nothing. <laughs> Paul gives Angie a big kiss. Hey, um, Brooks is gonna stay with us tonight. Oh, fun! It's supposed to storm. We could uh, light the fireplace and make some s'mores. Brooks can't stand seeing Angie with Paul. He scrambles and fakes a text alert. Wow! Oh, my gosh! Wow! I just got a text from Fairfield Inn. They have a room for me. A king suite? That's great! Wow! So they just, they texted you? Yes! Just now! Fairfield Inn, they sent you a text? Let me see. Let me see your phone. No, it's, it's, bro- it's broken. Brooks strains as he breaks his phone in half. Okay. Well, that's... Nighty-night! Cut to exterior Terrell Park night. Brooks tosses and turns in a metal tornado slide while it pours rain in the park. Brooks is officially homeless. End of act two. All right, it's Andrew again. Uh, I want to remind you, I mentioned this last episode, but Maximum Fun is becoming an employee-owned co-op. It is so cool. I mean, I keep reading about Spotify, even NPR, canceling great podcasts. It's not going to happen here. We're we're, We're not Spotify. We're not owned by some greedy conglomerate. We're owned by the team at MaxFun headquarters, the real people, the employees, the people that work and make all this happen. You can feel so good about where your money is going when you support us. Quick refresher on the gifts. $5 a month gets you all of our bonus content and all the other MaxFun shows bonus content. It's a ton. You'll die before you make it through all of it. I'm sorry. That's just a fact. And you know, you can't take your money with you. So come on, give us $5 a month. At $10 a month, you get a super cool Dead Pilot Society sticker. Put it on your skateboard. Even if you don't skate, you'll seem cool. Uh, If you decide you don't like it, take it off. These can be stuck and unstuck over and over. 
For $20 a month, you get the recipe book, including an extremely easy and delicious weeknight pasta recipe from yours truly. It's called Sex Workers Pasta. It's really good. Anyone can make it. Lots of other great recipes in there. You also get the Maximum Flavor Spice Blend, which kicks ass. If you don't cook, well, good luck finding a husband, am I right? But you can get the Maximum Fun Rocket Logo Hat. It's a great hat. Plus you get the sticker and the bonus content. $35 a month gets you the amazing apron. I wear it all the time. I just wear it around the house. It's by far the nicest apron that I own. And hey, I haven't mentioned this, but for $50 a month, you get all of that stuff. Plus a Metal Max Fun member card, which will really impress when you whip it out at the club. Those are some of the rewards. What do you say? Will you please join us as a member? Go to MaximumFun.org join. And now, the last time, back to Whelan Motors. Act 3. Interior, Michael's office, morning. Michael sits at his desk, whispering to his jumping beans. Nice jump, Nitro. Can you beat a Gemini? Come on, don't be shy, Turbo. Michael hears a noise up in the ceiling. His eyes light up as he looks at the air vent. He turns back to his jumping beans. (gasps) Did you guys hear that? Opossums. Interior, air vent, continuous. Michael crawls through the air vent, chittering. Here, sweet babies. Look, I don't want to hurt you. I just want to release you into a nice, cozy wood pile. Michael hears a noise from below. He's directly over Liz's office. Through the vent, he sees her walk in with Heather. Interior, Liz Applegate office, continuous. Liz pours a whiskey, and Heather sits on a chaise lounge. Then he got really excited about a bunch of stickers he found. They were stamps, Mom. Stamps! He's like a real-life Encino man. I don't care how incompetent Michael is. Chris's reaction was worth every penny. They, they laugh as Michael smushes his face up to the grate. I knew it. I'm just a thirst trap. Oh, God. He's in the walls? I'm everywhere. <gasps> Britt walks in. Michael freezes. Heather looks up and makes eye contact. Oh, yeah, he's right there. Not for long. I quit! <laughs> Interior, Wheel and Motors showroom, morning. Brooks is exhausted as he browses Craigslist in his cubicle. 400 a month? Are you freaking nuts? Todd storms into the showroom in a manic state. They're installing the inflatable gorilla on the roof today! Why wasn't I given more of a heads up? We all agreed to it six weeks ago. Well, I said, why wasn't I given more heads up? (laughs) Todd pushes past Doug T and shovels some popcorn into his mouth. He spits it all over the showroom floor. Stacy T, what the hell did you do to the popcorn? You're trying to kill the customers? Bring me the drinking hose. Stacy T hurries outside to get the drinking hose. Todd, you gotta chill. Michael's not coming back. You can't keep acting like this. This has nothing to do with Michael, okay? I'm starving. (laughs) And Sherry won't make the breakfast anymore because, uh, I don't know, I gotta go to Casey's to go get some fucking breakfast pizza. Uh, I'm not going to Casey's to get you breakfast pizza. That's not my job. It's pouring outside. I'm not going there. Dude, do not make me bite. Okay, okay, okay. I'll go to Casey's. I'll go to Casey's. I'll go to Casey's. As Brooks gets up, Chris walks over. 
Todd, there's a customer who wants to take a Durango on a test drive. Can you help? Todd goes over to the dealership's board of keys. Ugh, do I have to do everything? Where's the stupid key? It's right there. I can see it. Okay, then why don't you show me then? Todd tears the board of keys off the wall and throws it on the ground. He walks out into the rain. Stacy T enters holding the drinking hose. He threw the board? The cardinal sin of a dealership. Unforgivable, Todd. Unforgivable. <laughs> Through the window, we see Todd screaming as he chases a customer with a shoe. Interior, Casey's General Store, day. Brooks gets a slice of breakfast pizza. Michael walks in. Michael. Dude, what the heck? Brooks? God, you look awful. Sure, yeah, I know. Like, uh, are you working for Liz Applegate? Not anymore. I just quit. Now move. I need some breakfast pizza. Dude, no. We need you at the dealership. Todd is making everyone's life hell. You gotta come back and put him in his place. I wish I could, but I can't give Dad the satisfaction. Look... I get it. You saw what else was out there and you thought it would make you happy, but it didn't. Sometimes it's hard to go back to where you ran away from, but Wheeland Motors is where your family is. Even if you don't want to admit it, it's where you belong. A beat, as Brooks realizes, this might apply to him too. If I can get Dad to apologize, will you come kick Todd's ass? If you can get Dad to apologize, I will kill Todd for you. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Exterior, Wheeland Motors lot, day. Nassim and Doug T. have cornered Jim on the lot. They huddle under his umbrella as it continues to pour. Jim, Todd is on board the crazy train. You have to step in. Uh, I don't have to do everything. Jim looks up at the roof where Todd is losing his shit on the teenage vendor who's struggling to inflate the sales gorilla in the midst of a thunderstorm. <laughs> Todd, get down here, pronto. Shut it, old man! If I come down there, I'm gonna fold you like laundry! Good talk, son. Michael and Brooks pull into the lot. They both hop out. Oh, look who came crawling back. Michael winces. He knew this was gonna happen. I didn't come crawling back, okay? I'm just here for my... my chamois rag. Yeah. My chamois rag. Okay, look, that's property of Wheel and Motors. It says Jiffy Lube on it. <laughs> Michael, don't let Dad distract you. You gotta do what you came here to do. Michael looks at Brooks, nods, and walks towards the roof. Why did you bring that traitor back? Brooks shouts through the storm. Because we need Michael! He does the most important job here at Wheel and Motors. He keeps Todd in check, which allows the dealership and our family to function. Michael isn't perfect, Dad, but come on. We all know every rose has its thorn. Music up. Every rose has its thorn by poison. Exterior, wheel and motors, roof, continuous. As lightning flashes in the distance, Michael climbs onto the roof and calmly walks towards Todd, who's still screaming at the vendor. Todd turns and is startled to see Michael. What do you want? Michael slaps Todd in a dramatic slow-motion sequence set to the music. Michael and Todd fight in the rain, a la the opening fight from Con Air. Michael punches Todd in the face. Todd kicks Michael in the chest. They both start choking each other as they stumble towards the edge of the roof. Uh, uh, you're trash, Michael! Oh, yeah? Well, who's in the trash? 
Michael throws Todd off the roof. Todd falls in slow motion as the music climaxes. He lands on top of a dumpster. The lid was down. The music stops. Michael turns to the vendor. Would have been way cooler if the lid was open. The clouds part and the sun comes out. Music back up as Todd crawls off the dumpster. He picks up a clipboard and approaches a customer as if nothing happened. So, uh, what are we in the market for? You're bleeding a lot. Dodge Avenger, great choice. Ah, let's take it for a spin. I'll be right back with the keys. Todd walks towards the showroom. Fighting Michael was exactly what he needed. He stops to pat Brooks on the back. Hey, bud. In for uh, Thursday Night Smackdown? I missed you. Brooks gives Todd the biggest hug of his life. I've missed you too, Todd. Brooks then turns to Jim, who wipes a tear away. He finally realizes how much Michael does for this family. I think you owe someone an apology. Interior, Jim's office, later. Michael sits across from Jim. When I saw you throw Todd from the roof with no concern for his life or the well-being of customers below, I realized you are essential to this dealership and this family. Michael, I'm sorry. Thanks, Dad. That means a lot. Now, would you mind moving Miss Pretty and turning the TVs to the prices right? Yeah, you got it. Cool. The sales team stands applauding Michael from the doorway. Unlike the ovation at Applegate's dealership, this applause is genuine. They really do appreciate him. But first, I was wondering if I could get your help with a very special job. Exterior, Highway 13, day. Michael is precariously perched on a billboard, wheat pasting a blown-up picture of himself in a zoot suit, completing the family billboard. His parents look up, smiling proudly. Yeah, he did a good job on the other one, too. Reveal a defaced Liz Applegate billboard that now reads Liz Applegate Lexus. Live, laugh, barf. <laughs> Interior, Jim's Chrysler 300 later. Chris and Jim drive down the road, smiling, until they pass an incredibly busy Liz Applegate Lexus. Why are they so busy on a Thursday? Reveal a banner reads Thursday, noon to 6 p.m., Lizard World Town. <laughs> Hey, Michael, wasn't that your idea? Jim looks in his rearview mirror. The back seat is empty. Oh, I guess he found his own way home. Oh, it's a good ride with his parents. We'll forget him then. Exterior, Highway 13, day. Michael is stuck up on the billboard with no way to get down. They'll be back any second. End of Act 3. Act 4. Exterior driveway, day. Brooks and Todd carry moving boxes out of Brooks's car. Thanks for giving me a hand, man. Hey, of course, bud. Look, it won't be the same without you at home. Reveal. A very shitty apartment Brooks is moving into. This is not Todd's house. Congrats on the uh, new place. I mean, it's just a three-month lease. You know, it's definitely nothing too permanent. Brooks oh. and Todd walk up to the door. Todd notices something in the mail slot. Hey, look. You got mail. Brooks grabs it. Insert, a postcard that says, Greetings from Manchester, Iowa. Brooks turns it over and reads a message from Angie. I guess you really live here now. I'm proud of you. Love, Angie. Brooks smiles. He really does live here now. End of episode. Yay! 
that was it. That was the season finale of Wheel and Motors. It's tragic that you cannot watch this show on television, but at least you can listen to it here on Dead Pilot Society, and we will keep bringing you amazing comedy and trenchant, trenchant interviews with writers. If you will just support us starting at $5 a month, by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. You know the rewards, the bonus content, the sticker, the cookbook, the spice mix, the hat, the apron, the metal membership card. You have listened to three episodes of this show. You are a Dead Pilot Society fan. Make it official by supporting us. Do it now. Don't wait. For one last time, this episode, I'm going to say the address. Please go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Dead Pilot Society is produced by me and my co-host Ben Blacker and our associate producer Noah Findling. It's edited and mixed by Jordan Katz. Thank you to everyone at the Elysian Theater. We are going to be back on Thursday with our final Max Fun Drive episode. It's a great interview with Brooks and Isaac. It's trenchant. Not even sure what that means. But it's a great interview. We had uh, so much fun. Uh, You don't want to miss it. Until then, I'm Andrew Reich. Thanks for listening, and thanks for becoming a member. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.